The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. just purchased a, a new car and when every time you purchase something like um, a significant item you usually get like some kind of question like would you take a few minutes to fill out a survey or uh, you know give your evaluation of the service or um, and so forth people really want to hear from us and um uh, and if you want to go to maybe a hotel or something like that or go on vacation, you look up reviews. What was that? What, what, what's it like to stay at that place? Is it a good place or not? And I guess everybody's f- focusing on trying to give better performance. Um, maybe Martha today in today's gospel wanted to, to give the best meal that Jesus could ever eat. But uh, I also like when I drive around sometimes, I, you see these stores that they say uh, under new management like the old management they didn't cut it so they have new management to say we've done things better now so we, our hospitality might have improved since the last time you stayed or visited us and often we focus on um, trying to get things done that we can't fe- seem to relax until we got everything in its proper place and our checklist is done and, and uh, there's closure to everything and nothing's hanging, you might say, uh, there that we have to think about. And yet Jesus is inviting us to be still and to know that he is God and that he has so much to give us. And so instead of taking time for thinking how we can do things better um, or be problem solvers, Jesus is inviting us to take the better portion or the portion that Mary took and to listen to him. Now, there's a line in the scriptures that says, there's more joy in giving than receiving. But on this case, there's more joy in receiving than giving hospitality, receiving from Jesus, rather than to, to give things to Jesus. Because our life depends on what Jesus gives us. 
like the sacraments, it's more important that we sit at Jesus' feet and say, fill me, Lord, with life. I think children here, they're, they know how to receive well. Usually you have to push them and say, you need to give a little bit, give back. But children t- tend to know at a young age that it's all about them getting stuff. And uh, so we can learn about that. But it's better, in a sense, to receive than to give in this sense of the case if Jesus or God is there. So in the first reading today, we have an interesting account where Abraham is, receives these three visitors. And if you know that famous icon of Rublev with the, the, uh, the three angels there and the, the table and the little uh, loaf of bread in the middle, um, this is uh, an icon of the Holy Trinity that somehow God is visiting Abraham. And what does Abraham try, decide to do? He tries to say, well... I've got nothing prepared, but I don't want them to go on their way. So let's get some fine flour. Sarah, you get the flour, and we'll knead it into rolls, and we'll get that choice steer that we've been saving, and we'll slaughter it, and we'll have this beautiful meal. Because why is Abraham concerned? I think it's because the visitors that he has is going to give him good news. So he's like waiting expectantly for the gift of God to be revealed to him. That somehow Sarah, who's this old um, uh, wife of his, is going to have a child. And this child that, of course, Abraham is going to be the father, the great, 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 great grandfather of Jesus. But he's going to have a child. And so the angels are here to bring this great joy. And that's part of our problem in life. We're so busy of trying to make things perfect or try to give hospitality, and we need to do that. And I thank all the people that have done the cake and the donuts and the coffee for a high row. Um, that's very important. But what's more important is what we come here to do, to, to put ourselves in front of Jesus and let him um, f- treat us as his guests. And so that's very important. So the readings today actually speak about uh, how to be more in the presence of Jesus or recognize the presence of God and what to do when we're in the presence of God. A- Abraham is actually preparing a meal, but he's actually expectantly awaiting for something. Martha, on the other hand, who was a great saint, she's also the patron saint of hospitality, by the way. So if, if, I, if I had to choose in the scriptures whose house I was going to go to, to get a good meal, it'd be Martha's, because I think she would work very hard to make sure that I had the best. But it's really about the idea of prayer and letting Jesus, uh, to receive from Jesus. And so I'd like to uh, talk a moment about prayer. Um, We know we're not supposed to babble on like the pagans. Now the pagans, when they prayed... They felt like if they can multiply words, they could do lots of actions, that somehow if they can impress the gods, that the gods would be kind to them. I don't know. I don't think Martha was necessarily... She may have been trying to do the best for Jesus, but I don't know if she was trying to impress him so she can get a smile from him or a reward or whatever. Um, Martha perhaps was maybe just trying to get to Jesus, but she was so busy with trying to get the ordinary hospitality requirements done that she could never get to where Mary was. And I think she was 
somewhat uh, bothered by that. So we're not there to necessarily show Jesus what we can do. The first step in prayer is to put ourselves in the presence of God. Which is when we come to church, that's the first thing we should do. We should try to realize that God is here with us, loving us at where we are in life, not where we hope to be. That God loves us at our worst. We are always presentable to him because he always wants to save us and help us. We have this all through the scriptures. Take St. Matthew, the tax collector's post. Come follow me. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, was up in the tree, a short guy. And Jesus says, I want to stay at your house today. What a risk to take to, to stay with a tax collector. And, a tax, and Zacchaeus has a conversion. The apostles are fishing. Jesus meets them where they are in life. Uh, the woman caught in adultery. Jesus encounters her. Um, is there no one here to condemn you? No one, sir. Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. Jesus meets us where we are and loves us there, and that's the starting point. The starting point for prayer is not to say, I have to get, wait until I'm presentable, and when, I've got to get my makeup on, or I've got to get myself suitable, and then I'm going to go to the Lord, and he'll be impressed with the way I look. I've got my confession heard now, and so now I can... Yes, confession is very important. It's a sacrament. It's an encounter with Jesus. But Jesus loves us at that point in the confessional where we are. It's not simply getting our slate clean and then say, well, now he won't be mad at me. That's not the God we worship. So first step is put ourselves in the presence of God who loves us where we are. The second thing is in prayer, we should always expect something. Like Abraham, good news. We should always be waiting for it. Because prayer is always answered. There's no prayer that goes unanswered. It's not, maybe not the answer that we're looking for at that time, But our prayers are answered. And whatever we are given in prayer is for our best. We're actually in prayer opening our hearts to receive greater. Like Mary's at the feet of Jesus. And she's just opening her heart so she can receive more from the Lord. And so we should be anticipating that God is going to give good things to his children. Actually in Mark's gospel, Jesus says, Ask, like in Matthew, asking you shall receive, seeking you'll find, knocking you'll be open to you. Uh, what father would give his son a snake if he asked for a fish or a scorpion if he asked for an egg? You with all your children, know how, the sins know how to give good things to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit good things to you? Mark's gospel says, ask and believe you've already received it. Very strong gospel about this confidence that in prayer, We put our confidence in God that he's going to give us, our Father is going to give not our daily bread, he's going to give actually his very son to us. That's how much God loves us. So we should anticipate, if there's something you need right now, if you need patience, ask for it. If you need to be more generous, ask for it. If you need a fire lit under you, pray for fire. If you need to have greater motivation, if you need healing, whatever it is, ask for it. So first, put yourself in the presence of the God who loves you where you are. Second thing, ask for something, anticipating it like Abraham. He always wanted a son. God gave him one, Sarah too. 
but it didn't come right away. The third thing about prayer is that we always have interruptions, and they're called distractions. And the Catechism teaches us that the moment we decide to pray, that a thousand things, like distractions, a thousand things, worries, anxieties, come into our mind, and it's the moment of truth for the heart. What is this real love? We might be worried like Martha a little bit. And, uh, or there's some things we have to do, like, like say, baby, baby uh, smelling bad, we've got to get the kid out, change the diapers or something like that. There's things we've got to do, but we can pray through that. Like the second reading today, St. Paul talks about, in the second reading, about suffering. I rejoice in my sufferings. That's kind of a prayer. For your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. So it's not that there's anything lacking in Christ's sufferings. But he's saying, I'm allowed to participate in that. If something's bad going on, I don't need to run after it and say, I've got to fix this right now. I can say, Lord, this is difficult. I'll offer it to you right now. I'll give it to you for the salvation of other souls. Or something like that. My mother used to say always that, offer it up. So first, put yourself in the presence of God who loves you where you are right now. Second, ask for the grace that you need. Expect that you will receive it like Abraham. The third with the distractions is offer them back to God. But be patient in prayer. Patience is very important. St. Bernard gives us a great example of patience when he says that there's many people in the world who are like canals. A canal is like where water comes in at one rate and it flows out at the same rate. It just goes right through. The water passes through, and the canal retains nothing. It just is a conduit. But he says we should be like reservoirs. A reservoir gradually fills up patiently. But once it's full, it overflows. It gives you water to, to other things. But it, it's always full. It's always filled. He says that there's few people that are reservoirs today. Once they get something, they want to get rid of it. Once they get something from God, they want to dispense of it. We need to spend time and in, in relish in, in the grace that God gives us and spend some time. So St. Bernard uses his image of a reservoir in prayer. I like to think of also that um, in our day that we're so busy sometimes that we say, oh, I didn't get around to my prayers till the end of the day. If you like watching television and you know about the remote control device um, my favorite button on that is the pause button. I just love it because if, you, if you're watching a movie and you hit the pause button, everything stops, all the action. You can go pop popcorn, you can go to the bathroom if you have to go, you get something to drink, and you miss nothing. And then you click the play button on it and the, 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 the movie or whatever you're watching uh, continues. Unless it's a sports game, you can't stop the clock. But anyway, so... The pause button is, and in prayer, we can do that. We can stop our day, hit the pause button, and spend a moment, maybe five minutes, and just say, what's going on here? How is this life? And you actually can write the script for the rest of the day. It doesn't have to go the way you thought it would go. You can actually hit the pause button five minutes and just say, you know, I'm being compulsive. I want to please Jesus. Yet Jesus wants me to listen to him. And why am I running around? Why am I chasing after? And we might get uh, become a little more like uh, Mary than Martha. So, 
Put yourself in the presence of God who loves you where you are, number one. Two, ask for the grace and anticipate it like Abraham who made this hospitality, but he was always hoping to get this son. Three, uh, be patient. Your prayers will be answered. You may not see how it is. Be like those reservoirs. Let the love of God fill you first. Perhaps what you're praying for will change and get something even better. And fourth, I hit the pause button. Look at your day and take a break every now and then from even offering hospitality and say, Lord, what I'm doing is for your glory, uh, not just to get things done. Mary today in the gospel chose the better part. Martha is the patron saint of hospitality, has said. But I'd like to conclude with a little saying uh, from the scriptures, which is not in the readings today. But once there was a, uh, Jesus was in a crowd and, and uh, a woman cried out and said, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and blessed is the breast that nursed you. And Jesus said, Blessed rather, rather are those who hear the word of God and observe it. And that's what we have to do. We have to listen to the word of God, which is life to us. The word becomes now flesh in us, part of our lives. And then we are truly blessed. God bless you. We have come away to be present to our Savior in worship. In prayer, we voice our petitions to the Father. That the shepherds of the church will proclaim Christ, admonishing and teaching with all wisdom, we pray to the Lord. Lord, That our lawmakers, that they may have the courage to uphold conscience rights and protect people from being forced to violate their religious convictions, we pray to the Lord. That Christian husbands and wives will be blessed so that the love of God will be made visible to the world, we pray to the Lord. For those who risk their lives in order to protect the lives of others, that they will be strengthened, shielded, and aided, especially for our first responders, the police, firefighters, and so forth, we pray to the Lord. We pray for those who are in harm's way unknowingly. We pray for an end of terrorism to resolve issues. We pray for those who have been victims recently of terrorist attacks. We pray for their families who mourn uh, those who have died. And for reconciliation, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Loving Father, guide us in right paths and give us courage to face the challenges of life. Through Christ our Lord.